podcast. My name is Wyatt Christman. I'll be your host. We're looking at creative habits. Is it the aha moment or is it the habit? This week, Creative Habits Podcast, we've got Tanya Daka, Badass Biz. Enjoy the show. I'm Tanya, tanyadaka.com, and uh, my informal name is Badass Biz and Inc., and not a lot of people, I mean, I have gotten some flack over that, actually. I get as much flack as I get uh, praise, I guess. So, anyway, I'm a chief badass and copywriter over there. Yeah. So, w- what does that mean? Like, what, uh, in your day-to-day, how do you, uh, you know, in what you do and your creative habits, um, what, how does that play out? Uh, it, on a good day, if I'm really lucky, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and do my thing and I get going before everybody else gets going and all the lunacy of the house. I have three beautiful little babies and um, that are, I guess, not really so little, actually. And that kind of uh, ensues with chaos when they open their eyes. So four o'clock is my magic hour and I, I just, uh, I get up and try and get it done and try and figure out, you know, what the next step for the day is. And I play a lot on Facebook, so I have to like actually force myself not to get on there first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's a definite time suck. Now, how old are your kids? They are seven, six, and five. Seven, six, and five. Yeah, those are a little handful. Four o'clock in the morning, you must go to bed quite early. I do not. <laughs> oh, you do not. So it's burning both ends there, yeah. Now, I, I try to be in bed by nine, but usually it's 10, 1030. Right. Now, when you when you get up and you start at your um, what you're doing, what what kind of gets you in that mode? Like, what gets you uh, um, moving into creative flow? What kind of jump starts you? Music. Music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I crank uh, a little Mudvayne um, or Hillia. It's usually Mudvayne that early in the morning. Hillia is good, but it's like on Friday is <laughs> better. <laughs> but um, I just get I don't know. There's something about. Uh, the lyrics and whatever and the beat that just sort of gets my brain going. I know a lot of people don't like to write when, when there's music and I can't do like a lot of power writing with the vocals behind me, but, um, I can, you know, with creative Zen or some, you know, brain entrainment stuff, I can, I can get going with the heavy hitting stuff. Yeah. Nice. So you've been doing that for a while that, uh, piping in some music and, and jumping into things at four o'clock in the morning, or is that something you kind of stumbled upon? No, well, it actually just kind of worked out that way. Um, my husband just has to get up and be at work at that time of the morning, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So there was just no point in me going back to sleep. I've been doing it about a year now and don't really know how to function at night anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, what kind of content have you been working on or producing recently? Um, recently, mostly just client you know, client work and stuff. I've been doing um, for myself. I did the target party with John Millman from HubSpot, which was um, pretty interesting stuff. It was about tagging your ideal client, and knowing what they're thinking, and where to find them, and that kind of thing. So it was pretty, um, pretty intense stuff from him. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, but I am have been trying to get myself in gear for doing another heavy hitting project for myself, but I haven't gotten there yet. Right. Right. <laughs> Now, that was with HubSpot? How did that come about? And what, what was that uh, process? What to... Well, um, John is a, is a buddy from the Brave Group. Um, I know you mentioned uh, knowing Chris Bergen about the impact equation. Yep. 
whatever. Chris Bergen is also um, sells a course called Brave New Year. Um, and John and I are both in that. And he is just like amazing. He just knows his stuff in and out. And I just, hey, invitation was like, would you mind, you know, coming and hanging out and partying with me and blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh yeah, that'd be great. I was like, oh good. And then it just turned out to be this thing. And, and it, it ended up being um, more stuff from him which is what I really, really wanted because <laughs> I didn't, but I didn't, you know, I didn't plan it like that or anything. It just kind of came out and I was like, yeah, this came out really good. So it, it was just, it was one of those serendipitous moments, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Now, do you have a, a link to the content or that you can send at some point or was there, was it a, a just in the moment thing that. Live thing. And we did like, we had probably three other guests, four other guests on there. And they came to party with us, and I shared a music list with everybody that signed up for the thing and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I got a link. I'll um, ship that over for you. Oh, nice, nice. Um, so so you've, you, you've got a lot of client work that you're kind of juggling, and then uh, periodically you try to, uh, you know, put some s- stuff up for yourself. Um, what, what keeps you, you know, actively motivated to produce all that or to, you know, produce both for your clients and for yourself? What, what really gets you, gets you going to do that? Chris Brogan, actually. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I watch the stuff that he does and it's like, I got to get my, my, my button gear. I got to get moving. I got to do this, you know, cause I mean, I have these plans in my head, but it's like, you know, dragging my feet to get it done and and the more i see him doing and the more i see other people in our brave group doing i just sort of push forward and then you know that just it just sort of i guess it's a byproduct of my environment so to speak so tell me more about the interaction with chris brogan and how, how has that been going and how had that come about and and what have you kind of gleaned you know in, in a major way from that interaction well chris is a really good good Dude, I mean, he's he always. I don't know if you pay attention or if you know anything about the Manchu. He's always sort of, well, since this year started, has been pushing the Manchu, which is a Japanese word for family or whatever. And that's the way he treats you. I mean, when you're in on his in his circle, that's the way it just sort of, I mean, happens. And I got in with the Brave Group and the Impact Equation, and I think it just sort of came together when I asked him for an interview. And I was like, he is not going to interview with me. I am, you know, Joe from nowhere and, you know, whatever. So um, I didn't expect, you know, a response like what he gave me. And after that, we just kind of stayed in touch. And and I ended up being the um, moderator for his Brave group on Google+. Plus. So it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a very, very wonderful learning experience. Yeah, he's. I, I like the. I, I do obviously. Who, who cannot pay attention to Chris Brogan? But I. I like he, the way he digests books. Uh, he went through this stint where, uh, I don't know if he's still doing it, um, but he picked three books, and he basically <laughs> said, "These are the books I'm going to read and digest, and I'm not. I'm not reading anything else." And I, I was like, I really like that perspective of of uh, having a grokking, basically grokking a book, taking it inside out and really digesting it um, rather than just saying, I read this book and I'm going to read the next one. You know? Right. So. I think, and he stopped. He was like, okay, I'm not doing the three-book diet. I told him, I was like, when he announced it, I was like, there is no way you can get me to do that. I like the idea and I think it's wonderful. 
you know, like you said, you know, you just take it apart and sort of integrate it and actually learn from it rather than just breezing through it and spitting it out and moving on to the next one. I think that's important. But to do it like for a year or whatever, you know, that I don't think I think he found that to be something a little unrealistic. So he was like, yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, he he does that, though. He's he's got stuff. He tries it and some of it sticks and some of it he just moves on so i i still like the idea and i I figure you could take like three books and they could be a main staple for the year and then you know you have your side books you're reading but you always come back to those three but um so so you you get up in the morning four o'clock and and you turn on some tunes and you get going what are some other kind of habits that um that help you you know stay juiced and in the flow my biggest habit is one that i to be broken up right now and it's very very difficult and nobody understands that <laughs> I just got um, my first motorcycle and I ride I was riding every day and it was like a religious thing you know I get out on the bike and I go riding for half an hour an hour take the you know my laptop and go work somewhere and and it was really really something that just sort of you know recharged me and got me going and and whatever and you know now that winter is setting in upon us i had to put it in storage so i am trying to readjust <laughs> now what would happen when you when you take that motorcycle ride what uh, what kind of is it the feeling is it just the can you describe a little bit of what like it's, that? it's being in control and it's like it's there's no one you have to answer to except the road and that's it. And it's you and the bike and the wind and, and of course, the the physical forces that are, you know, at play on your body while you're riding. But it's like, you know, you just are transported. I am transported to a different time and a different space. And everything sort of leaves your brain. And it has to because, you know, you could end up eating cement if it doesn't. <laughs> so um, it, it's just... It's a transformative process, and it's really um, all-encompassing. I think. I mean, it just takes all of you when you ride. So it's it's the supreme focus of your mind upon the task at hand, because otherwise you eat cement. It's uh, you know maybe it goes back to um, caveman days and you know you either fight or die <laughs> you're not paying attention to anything else you're just riding right i can see that nice so now you have to find something else that kind of does that for you maybe take up taekwondo or <laughs> right <laughs> old dance thing that i do in the evening and just just kind of lock the door and dare anybody to come inside which is not really the same thing <laughs> but um you know it's still an outlet. It's still a way for me to just kind of focus on something else besides work, besides family, besides everything else. So, yeah, that helps. Now, where where do your ideas come from, mainland? Like when when you get uh, those aha moments or you get ideas, um, where where do you think you kind of get most of those from when you're when you're writing or creating? Um. Like what source? Yeah. Do you find that like when you get that aha moment and you think back, um, if you ever do, on where it came from, what what kind of things come to mind? Like uh, what sort of uh, sources you might have? Like uh, some sometimes I'll get things, uh, you know, from a random book that I've read 
uh, and I might pick up again and then it sparks another conversation that I had with somebody. I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't know, you know, if there's some place, um, my, my stuff is like, it's just such a meld or, you know, mashup of, of all the stuff that I read. I mean, just because I'm online seems 24 hours a day is like I'm constantly reading and constantly learning and trying to grow. And it's really hard to pinpoint, um, where, um, my ideas usually come from. And I mean, I, I hate to say the name again, but you know, Chris is like this powerhouse and Ashley Amberger is, is really great at sort of inspiring ideas. Um, so it, it's really, there are so many places, and Pat Flynn is good, and Ramit Sethi is good, and these kind of other bloggers who have done, I guess, what I want to do. And, you know, so I, I guess just reading online is where my, most of my ideas come from. Yep, yep, heading out on the motorcycle afterwards and making it yeah. all come together, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, you, I, I, are you familiar with the hero's journey? I know you uh, put that over to you, but I didn't know if you, are you familiar with that. I am. Okay. Okay. So, uh, how, is there some sort of because you said about a year ago you had? Um, I thought I heard you say you kind of had started that process, and um, so what was the journey that brought you there to start that? What is, is there anything you think you'd pinpoint that that made that uh, possible or? or kind of sparked that to happen for you? Well, I don't know. I think I'd, the thing that happened, I don't think that anything really consciously triggered it. I think it just sort of happened, um, and I didn't really realize that I was on this journey until probably you asked me the question really because I was like you know looking back at like all the stuff that's happened and how this how I've gotten to the point that I'm in now it's like um, it just sort of was moving through things but I guess if I had to pinpoint anything that sparked a journey I guess it would have to be my dad's death probably 11 years ago or so so I but it's been you know a long road and um, and it seems to be, I know one of your questions was, um, something about how it changed or what changes me or whatever, what the, what has changed the hero, so to speak. And it seems to always be death or some loss in a way. And it just sort of brings this evolution. So from his death up until my mother's death, like a month ago or whatever, it's uh, two months ago now, um, it's just been this big changing process to bring me to where I am now. But I had no idea that that's what it was until you sent those questions over. Huh. So it it made you introspective and think about what's important. Yeah. And really lay it on the line and say, you know what? If I'm gonna, I want to do this. I just have to do it. I, I did. Um. This the whole badass business ink thing. My whole, you know, becoming an entrepreneur thing was simply born out of survival I think um, it was something that my husband encouraged me to do when he saw you know that writing was working with me and I, I was you know developing it as a skill um, as a skill set and whatever and it was like yeah you know go ahead and try it and I was a stay-at-home mom three children and I was not like um, you know one of these people who had a whole lot of interaction outside 
So he, he saw this sort of working on me and, you know, encouraged me to continue to develop the writing. And so I did, and a business was born from that, I guess. Well, my heart goes out to you, I, um, especially being recent for your mother's passing. My mother passed in 2003, and I, I don't, it's hard to take uh, that journey and, uh, and realize, uh, you know, how it affects you in an ongoing way. And it, I, I don't think, uh, it's just ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but it is great because it allows you to transform some of the BS that you can see in our culture that, you know, the Black Friday brings brings up, or any of this mm-hmm. other stuff, where it's mm-hmm. the widgets and. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I think that writing and creating things is more of an expression of who we are, and yeah. of who and and of what we're possible, um, what what we can do, you know, on the mm-hmm. planet, and uh, mm-hmm. being able to help other people, and um, so so that's great. So you're you're you've been doing this for about a year um, now, and do you? In looking back, how, what would you say are your next steps and what kind of um, um, things have you learned along the way since uh, starting? <clears throat> since starting, that if you don't think big, you're not going to make it um, because, you know, people who trade time for a dime are, you know, they're, they're a million of us out there, millions of us out there. So, you know, it's, it's time to get past that small mind frame and to work toward a bigger goal. Now I have to admit when I started my business, I was, I had started it, you know, just to make a little extra money to have extra money coming in. Um, but since having, you know, gotten to know the whole culture that is around business now, which is, you know, helping people, it's about, you know, your vision to, get the next guy to his next level, not your own. I mean, it, it, it really has changed things. So um, as far as what's coming next is big growth. And I have plans for 2014 that, um, you know, weren't even anywhere on my radar <laughs> a year ago. So that's it. I mean, that's a, it's a growth process. Yeah. Business is a growth process. Create, creativity is a growth process. Can you expand upon that, that creativity being a growth process for you? Like what? Uh... Well, I mean, I don't think, I, unless you're born self-aware, and, and some people maybe, I wasn't one of those, but I think most people, you know, they start off sort of, as you said, expressing themselves. And it just sort of brings on this education, the self-education, self-awareness of who we are and what we have to offer. And then... I think the motivation to continue to grow comes from seeing the results of what you've done. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because when you put it out there and you get that feedback or even just seeing after sweating it out for a month or even just a week or a couple of days, uh, seeing that result. Yeah. Yeah. You just grow and expand. And, and, it's, and, and I think in Maslow's hierarchy, I mean, that's, like, that's sort of what we're striving to do subconsciously anyway to reach that level of self-actual 
self-actualization and creativity is a really good outlet for that expression of self-actualization. Now, your um, writing is your main outlet for that. Do you have other forms as well? or No, that's, that's about it. <laughs> and for uh, 2014, is there anything you can share um, that you're you're going to do, or are you keeping that up, uh, under wraps until the... That's under wraps for, okay. for right okay. now. Working uh, on no partnerships and, and yeah. building. So I guess. Cool. I just like things about jinxing stuff. I'm really yeah. good at jinxing things. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's great. It's uh, it's nice being inspired by the you know upcoming gear and the possibilities. So. Yeah, and this is a good time to get get moving with that. This is November. Yeah, Can right. You that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so, a- anything you'd like to add about about like your creative? habits or journey or anything that you um like to share otherwise but just uh i think the the biggest thing people need is belief in themselves whether it's in you know art or writing or whatever whatever their creative outlet is not to just you know look outward for their um inspiration for their their motivation but to look inward and and to believe then in that voice that's in them you know yeah it's it definitely and then what what type so believing in the voice and what sort of structure would you say helped you believe the most because you know believing in it but then having something that you can kind of uh lay it down upon to have it move forward is there is there anything that kind of um comes to mind um, as far as like structure or process that has helped you? I, I think the process comes from internalizing, you know, some of the feedback, but not, you know, taking it to be the end all be all of validation. I mean, you have to have some sort of, I mean, because to me, I, the people that say don't listen to your critics and don't listen to your, your cheerleaders, <clears throat> I think sort of missed the horn because at some point I think there has to be some guidance about where you're headed. And once you have that little bit of guidance, let it go, let the rest of it go, you know, and then just continue on with, with how, with your own gut, with your own intuition. So take some of that guidance, but still have some of your own intuition to, to, you know, pull you through so you're not just relying upon what other people say but your own gut right right i i don't you know and i don't know if it's as much the focus as it is the confidence and the independence that comes with that for me that's a big part i mean i do have to have focus and and that is a, a huge part of of the release of being on the bike but when i'm on that bike i am on my own my own wheels my own two feet whatever but I don't have, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not fulfilling someone else's call on me, I guess. And so that, and, and the fact that I can, because I sit at the stoplight and I go, oh my God, I'm sitting on my own motorcycle. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I just have, you know, that boost of, yes, you can do it, is what 
I really, really live for right now because I guess it's still so new for me. Right. So people, there are two kinds of people, people that ride and people that want to ride in the world. <laughs> That's what Harley says. Sorry. Oh, is that what you've got, a Harley? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, you went all out. <laughs> Dang. I was thinking more like Kawasaki, you know, the smaller um, no, no, bike. No. You, went, you went full <laughs> throttle. Wow. I just Talk about that. That concludes our podcast here with Creative Habits. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned next week and continue our journey into creative habits.